SAFM Sports Special. Thank you very much to Carmen Reddy and the news team. Welcome to the second half of SAFM Sports Special on this Saturday afternoon and Women's Month, of course. We hope you've had a good start to the month and that you had a good Women's Day on Thursday. Before the news, I asked you to SMS in what is your favorite moment from the Olympic Games so far? SMS us on 34701. The SMS cost you two rand. SMS in what has been your favorite moment of the Olympic Games so far? And you can catch us also on Twitter on SAFMSS. Now, I, I have no doubt that there will be a few SMSs coming in for Cameron van der Berg and seeing him standing on the podium with the gold medal and also with the world record under his belt in the 100-meter breaststroke final. Cameron van der Berg is online. Cameron, thank you so much for joining us here on SAFM. Oh, and your pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me. Uh, Cameron, you just arrived back a couple of days ago. I'm sure it's been absolutely crazy. So far, how has things gone since you touched down back in South Africa? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been uh, it's been really busy so far. I think um, I um, you know from landing at the airport, it was really overwhelming just to see the amount of people that have, that came out to to support us and to see us. And I think that was the first time that both Chad and I realized, I think, and it sunk in, uh, you know, what we had achieved and how how um, you know how what we what we did united the nation. And I think that you know so from now on, um, you know, I think. Uh, you know, Chad and I, we, we both need to try and, and um, you know, look forward and try and keep our heads grounded. And, and um, yeah, over the next couple of years, I think that, you know, we will have a couple of challenges going away. And and I think that we, you know, the biggest thing we need to do is just try and, and um, you know, keep to what we have been doing so far that's been working and allowed us to, uh, to bring home the medals. Now, I've spoken to quite a few people. I've been reading through Twitter. There's so many people saying that you and Chad have inspired them to take up professional swimming, and this is now what their goals are going to be. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the preparation for the Olympics, what it takes to get to that level. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, behind the scenes, there's so many things that people don't see. And, and, um, you know, a lot of us sacrifice a lot of our lives uh, to get to this point. And, you know, people like Chad and I, we're very fortunate that, we, you know, we came off on, on uh, you know, the right end of the scale. And, you know, you see a lot of times that it's, it is unfortunate that, you know, sometimes it doesn't pay off. But, you know, things like, um, you know, like matric holiday, I, I was not able to go on matric vacation because I had to stay and train for a, a qualification for world championships. And, you know, like as a teenager, you, you know, you, you won't have an active social life, you know, or, you know, in college, all of your friends are going out and, a lot of these kind of things you have to give up because you have to, you know, get up for training in the morning and you can't go out partying till 2 or 3 a.m. And there's no such thing as long holidays. And, uh, you know, even just to have a proper relationship with uh, with people can be, can be well, sorry, with a girlfriend can be um, very challenging because we travel so much. So, um, you know, and then obviously there's uh, there's all the training that goes on behind the scenes as well. And, uh, you know, we average about 30, 30 hours a week um, in and out of the pool and dry land. And I think... Um, uh, it's uh, it's luckily it was all worth it in the end though. So uh, you know, we're we're very fortunate. Well, Karen, I don't doubt that the women are going to be throwing themselves at your feet. So you'll all have the choice of whoever you would like. <laughs> but taking us through that race, the hundred yeah. meter breaststroke, standing on the starting blocks, hearing the gun or the the buzzer as it is now, yeah. take us through the race. What you went through mentally to touch in that time of fifty eight forty six? Yeah. Well. Um Going from the semis to the final, uh, you know, placing an Olympic record in the in the semi final, I I was in the favourite going into the final, and 
I think those last 24 hours was the most difficult thing I ever had to, to, to do in my life. You know, I was under so much pressure and I was very lucky to have been working with, um, you know, a really great support team. And I, I work with a, a great sports psychologist, Henry Sierak. And, and he, uh, you know, he really prepared me for those last 20, those last 24 hours because, you know, you, you, um, you know, you can't focus on the magnitude of the situation being in the final. You have to try and go into the race as uh, as his business as usual and, and just concentrate on all of the small things, you know, just to have a good start and a good technique and, and good turns and finishes. And, and um, you know, he taught me that if you look after the small things, you know, the sport will look after itself. And and that's definitely what we did and, and, and you know, took all the pressure off me and allowed me to focus and, and just some uh, a good race. And that's what we've trained for. You listen to SAFM Sports Special, and I'm joined on the line by Cameron Funneberg, 24-year-old gold medalist who won it in the 100-meter breaststroke and in a world record time of 58-46. Now, the, Cameron, there's been a lot spoken in the media about the Australian media, what they're saying about you with the extra dolphin kick, sure. and they feel that it's controversial. Um, I know you came out and said when you touched down that you feel that maybe you've been a victim of it, and you do feel that it is almost standard practice at the moment. After that first 50 meters in the final you were in first place before you turned around how much of a difference does that extra dolphin kick make uh, you know i think um i don't really think that it makes a, a big difference at all i think it's you know um part of your natural stroke you know from angulation uh transferring power from from the arm to the leg it just occurs naturally and and uh, you know the times that we swam, uh, you know I, I I posted a really good time, if I can say, and I think that I definitely don't feel um, that you know anything uh, like I, I gained any benefit from uh, from anything. And in terms of having a look forward, what is next for you? What's after this? Um, well, looking forward, we have our short course nationals coming up on the weekend, which is um, which is in Peter Marisburg. It's next weekend, and. We, that serves as the qualification for World Championships, which is in December. It's our short course. And so, um, you know, it's not as, uh, so we said, prestigious Olympics. And I think that, you know, our main our main goal for the year now is over. And, you know, the next part of the year is a little bit more quiet. And I'm going to take a bit, a bit of time off just to just to relax and enjoy what we've done. And, um, you know, I think that the next, uh, shall we say, the startup for the next Olympic Games already begins, um, you know, when we start training in a couple of weeks' time. And I think that I'm just going to, like I said, take it easy. And I'm definitely not ready yet to, to start up the training for the next four years. And, you know, there was a, a lot of talk after Beijing 2008, the South African team coming home. They weren't happy, just the one medal coming home. What is the feeling in the camp at the moment after First of all, the three gold medals. It seems as though the athletes are performing better. A lot are breaking personal bests. Doesn't matter if they're not getting a medal, but they seem to be performing at their best. What is that the feeling like in the team? Um, I think you know the team. Uh, we have a, a great team this time around. You know, we really all like tight knit, and I think a lot of us have grown up in South Africa competing with each other. So we're all very confident, and I think that this time around, um, you know, we we had a really great support group. Uh, and, and you know, with the coaches and uh, and our psychologists and, and you know everything, even down to uh, to the the gym coaches, you know, they all really put in uh, a lot of effort and a lot of time thinking about what we we're going to do this time around. And, and Saskatchewan has been really amazing to us for uh, for all the, the support and the gra- um, the grants that they've given us and the sponsors. And I think that that's made the biggest difference. Where this time around, we a lot of athletes didn't have to worry that. Um, 
that they needed to train and do a job uh, in between hours. And we could just really focus purely on uh, performance and, and training. And I think that's made the biggest difference. Well, Manfred Seidler is on the line, Cameron, and he wants to ask you a question. He's there in London still. He's been left behind. You, you left him behind there, but he wants to ask you a question. Manfred? I'm homesick, Cameron. <laughs> quick question. Cameron, just a quick question. Well, yeah. You answered one of them already when you spoke about Saskok and the support because sure. I've been seeing a lot of um, um, people saying, ah, oh, Saskok haven't support, I, support, supported the athletes. Sure. But you've answered that question. The other one I had for you was that period from the semi-final to the final, were you preparing mentally yeah. for for the for the race? How much? How difficult is it not to overfocus on the race and not and, and also not to underfocus? In other words, you know, overanalyze yeah. the race or or just completely go and withdraw yeah. and and do nothing. I mean, there's a fine line, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a big there's a fine line because you know you, you don't want to get too excited and um, you know almost sort of say emotionally you lose energy and you lose focus and you almost tired yourself out and you know for me what I just really tried to do is that I knew that um, you know I was focused I knew that like I said I've been preparing for this race for the last four years um, you know I feel that every major final that I made over the last four years has, has uh, been preparation just to get to that final so I knew my race plan was was good and and you know I like I said I mean I can some I can swim that race uh, with my eyes closed, like kind of like brushing your teeth. And I think that then I just needed to focus, not to to uh, get too excited too soon and too quickly, because you know for me, I um, you know I just I don't enjoy training at all, but I I really love to race. And um, so I know that when I get out there and when I get out uh, under all those those people and the supporters, I get so pumped up and I get really excited to race. And so, so um, you know, you don't want to get into a situation where you, you get excited too early and that by the time you get to the race, you sort of already come down off your peak and you, you're coming and you're dipping to a low. So the whole day, you know, just focusing on, uh, you know, uh, the small things, not, not thinking of the magnitude, just chatting to my mates, calling friends, um, you know, just, just uh, chatting to the guys on the team, just trying to take my mind off everything. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for joining us here on SAFM. I know you have a very busy week ahead of you, and I'm pretty sure a few busy months ahead of you. Thank you very much, and congratulations again on that gold medal. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. That's Cameron Funneberg, the 24-year-old who won gold in the 100-meter breaststroke final in its world record time of 58.46. He also set that Olympic record time in the semifinals when he came first in his semifinal, that time of 58.83. Of 58.